You are tuned in to a new episode of What the Finance. Um, this is your host, Star Washington. And on tonight's show, I will be talking about wealth by drowning. <laughs> so um, this subject has been on my mind for about three months now, um, but even more so recently. So I think I've talked on past episodes how um, I went from learning to swim. Now I know how to swim and I'm in the process of swim training so I can compete um, in my first swim meet. So um, throughout that process, I have a lot of time to think (laughs) because swimming is a you know, it's an individual sport a lot of the time because when you're swimming lap after lap after lap, you can't hear the outside world. Of course, you don't have a phone. Um, you're basically just thinking about your technique, your stroke, <laughs> what you're going to eat when you get out of the pool. You're staring at the, the dark line um, on the bottom of the pool so you don't lift your head. You have a lot of time to think. So I think a lot while I'm swimming, which I'm totally grateful for because I have a very, very busy life. As y'all know, I'm my dad's sole caretaker who has dementia, which is progressing and things can be really crazy. You know, I work a full time job. Um, I also have um, a full time business. Then you add the swimming on top of it. A lot of times I don't have a lot of time to just sit with my thoughts and swimming allows me to do that. And that's why I love it so much. But one of the things that I uncovered during this thought time is um, like what things that I do, what things did, what things did I do to get me in the financial trouble that I was in? Um, And I've talked a little bit about it on on past episodes, but the big thing I uncovered, the the underlying theme of everything is avoidance. And I'll give you guys an example. Um, So the last show I talked about, you know, so much was changing in my life financially. Um, I had I got a financial coach, a financial advisor who was absolutely awesome. Um, I was starting the home buying process. I went to a home buying seminar Um I started investing in the stock market. Just so many exciting things happening. And, you know, I love it, of course. Um, It's definitely major growth. But man, what I've learned is that with when you're tackling any new goal, especially a financial goal, um, you can't just just 
get stuck in your comfort zone. You have to always be moving because when you've had poor financial habits for 20 years, 30 years, you know, all of your adult life, it takes so much more than a financial podcast or a book or a seminar, a seminar to change your your mindset. And your mindset is what changes your habits. Your daily habits is what what gets you results. It's a process. But anyway, it it takes a lot of patience, a lot of work, um, a lot of discomfort to develop a strong financial future. That's why so few people have it. It's hard. It's it's hard work. Um, So anyway... You know, with all that going on, man, I thought I had arrived. Yes, star, you've attacked this beast. You are bomb. You about to be the next Susie Orman, the next Dave Ramsey. You're building wealth. Yes, everything is great. Mm -mm. No, not so. (laughs) I uncovered that, um, that I was still an avoider, still a procrastinator. I still buried my head, my head in the sand when, um, when I felt like I was drowning, when I felt like things were starting to be too much. So, um, I don't know if you guys know, but when you're purchasing a home, there's this great thing called debt to income ratio. Basically, the lender wants to know that um, with all of your debts, if you were paying all of your debts, not payment arrangements, but paying all of your debts normally, uh, plus carry on um, a mortgage, would you be able to handle that? So the thing is, I didn't understand. I didn't know that they put the more like your future mortgage into the equation. Um, I thought it just looked at your your overall debt. And what helps me right now is, you know, my expenses are low. Um, I have a car note. Um, that's pretty much it. I have a credit card with a pretty small balance, small minimum payment, um, which I definitely need to pay off. But my huge debt is my student loans. I owe over $100,000 in student loans. And right now I'm on an income-based repayment program, which you pay um, a certain percentage of your income for 20 years and then your debt is forgiven. Lord, 20 years from now, Lord says, says the same. I will be 57. But still, it gives you some type of hope. Hope It keeps your credit score up. Um, you don't have to worry about getting letters in the mail. You don't have to worry about getting phone calls. You're in good standing. You know, it's a pretty decent program compared to having to pay your full balance until it's paid off or until you die, which when you owe a hundred thousand dollars, um, <laughs> dying is probably a more viable option than paying it off. I'm just joking, but seriously. Um, so anyway, um, what the lender is looking at is not your income-based payment. They're not looking at the little two, three, four hundred, five hundred dollars that you may have to pay because of your income. They're looking at 
pretty much what would you pay to the student loan people if there was no type of payment plan or payment arrangement in place? So when you owe about $100,000, they're estimating your payment to be at minimum 1000 And when you want to take out, let's say, a $1,500 mortgage payment, and then you have a $1,000 student loan payment, let's say you have a $400 car note, and maybe a little other bill, a couple of other bills, it's really, really difficult to have a debt-to-income ratio that they deem appropriate or something that they would even consider you. Um, A good friend of mine and one of my business partners, she just closed on her home on um, this past weekend. And her debt to income ratio was probably at around 45%. And they were a little concerned about her. Um, But of course, you know, they worked with her. She was still in a comfortable zone for them. But y'all, when I looked at mine, when I looked at all that student loan debt, oh, as an aside, my friend does not have any student loans. She did not go to college and our income is within about $10,000 of each other. Oh, that's another show for another day. But anyway, so anyway, I was on the phone with her um, because... When she was going through the home buying process, y'all, she called me all day and all night to go over the ups and downs and the ins and outs, which I'm thankful for because when I go through it one day, I'm going to do the same thing to her. <laughs> Plus, it allowed me to be privy to how the process works because I had no idea. And the cool thing is I get to share this information with you guys. But anyway... So um, we talked about debt to income ratio. She was on her phone and on her phone calculator and I'm on my phone calculator and we're talking on FaceTime. And y'all, my debt to income ratio was at like 80%. It was ridiculous. It was it was ridiculous. Um, And of course, that's based on an estimate of a fifteen hundred mortgage payment. But I want something, you know, nice. I want something that I want to live in, not just something to um, say that I own a home. If that's the case, I'd rather just keep staying here with my dad. (laughs) But I was really, really depressed about that, y'all. I mean, I fell low because I felt like my dreams were totally shattered. And even though my lender that um, I plan to go through the process with, um, they don't deny you because of a a really high debt to income ratio. They're still only going to approve you for what they think you could afford. So I haven't met with anybody yet, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit. I haven't met with anybody yet. I haven't looked at any of their calculators, but you know, I'm thinking that they probably wouldn't approve me for very much. Um, And the least you're approved for, the harder it is to find not only a home that you love, a home that you want to live in, but a home, period. I mean, you're not going to find too many homes for two, three, four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars a month in a mortgage payment. That's highly, highly unlikely. Um, so anyway, after that, y'all, I lost all resolve. 
I totally just stopped even doing what I needed to do to prepare for my first meeting with the lender. And not only did I not do that, but I didn't do what I was supposed to do to plan for my first meeting with my financial coach. The last time I talked to my financial coach, we talked about my financial goals. Uh, My financial goals were to definitely, um, I needed to work on my budget um, because in working on my budget, that was going to help me save for, you know, my down payment, for my furniture, clothes costs. Y'all, getting a house costs money. There's so many things that pop up. Like my friend told me that the lender just took a thousand dollars out of her bank account. It was for the appraisal. But the thing is, they didn't even tell her. They just swiped it. They told her six months ago that that's something that they would do. They didn't tell her when they w- when they were going to do it. So they just swiped a thousand dollars out of her account. Thank God she had it. But I talked to so many people who reach out to me about getting their credit fixed and getting um, a business started who don't even have an extra two to three hundred dollars in their account after they pay all of their bills. If she was in that type of situation, she would have been royally screwed. So as an aside, you're, you always need more money than you think you need anytime you're trying to buy something like that. Anything of high value, a house, a car, you need more money than what you think you need. Um, but anyway, um, so we were supposed to talk about the budget. Y'all, I could not meet with my financial advisor because I didn't do the budget. And I didn't do the budget because I gave up on the house because of my high debt to income ratio. And the thing is, I wasn't even honest with her about it. So she reached out to me or her assistant reached out to me. We're supposed to meet Wednesday before last. And um, I said, oh, no, I can't meet. I have to work, which I did have to work. But come on. I could have like moved some things around. So I said, no, I can't meet. I have to work. So she said, okay, well, let's reschedule. Oh, God. (sighs) Anyway, I rescheduled. I talked to her and I was completely honest. Um, And I said, you know, Ashonda, I know we have a format um, of, of this process, some things that we're working on um one of which is the budget i have to be honest with you girl i didn't do the budget and guys if you're gonna get a financial coach with i which i strongly strongly recommend um especially if you're someone like me who was never good in finances never good in saving um you're a procrastinator you like procrastinator you like to bury your head in the sand um you know if you need help you know if you need a coach I would definitely recommend it. They're so affordable. Um, But anyway, so I just said, girl, I didn't do that budget. I'm sorry. And she just said, well, why? And I I told her, I said, you know what? I was talking to um, my friend and we talked about debt to income ratio. And when I looked at mine, my debt to income ratio is so astronomically high. I don't think I would be approved for any mortgage that I would want. Um, 
now I just don't think it's even possible for me to get a home at all. And then, you know, when you start making excuses, then you start thinking of every single possible excuse. So then I started talking about, so that's that with the debt to income ratio. And then I still didn't know what I should do about my father. Is he going to stay with me or, um, stay in a facility and if he stays with me uh, what are we gonna do about the house man I was just making so 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 many excuses um but I I confessed I fessed I fessed it up I fessed everything I said um I canceled the meeting with the lender because you know I didn't do the budget and I just basically avoided everything I came clean y'all I told her told her I avoided everything and you know she said why and I just said I got discouraged and she said you know what star you are counting out you're counting yourself out you're counting your goals out and you don't even know how they look yet and the reason why you don't even know how they look is because you haven't done the budget you don't want to do it you don't want to face your your true financial skeletons and that's the only way um that you're going to have some progress and it's so crazy because um in credit restoration we always use a phrase and it's a documentation beats conversation um you know because the dispute process is you're writing legal letters you need documentation you can't just call your lender or you could you might not have much success but you can, in most cases you can't just call a lender and say hey i wasn't late or i was late but i'm so so sorry can you remove that from my credit report in the financial world, you have to write things down. And not just the financial world, in the world of a trying to accomplish a goal, documentation beats conversation. You have to write things down. And it's funny because y'all, I love metaphors. I'm a writer by trade. I will always love a good old metaphor. That's why I like my church because my pastor, he talks in the most bomb <laughs> metaphors. So I'm a metaphor girl. But back to swimming. Everything leads back to swimming now. <laughs> but back to swimming. So uh, I was working with my swim coach for um, about two months. And she noticed that, you know, despite me telling her that I was cutting back on my eating, plus, you know, swimming, I was swimming a lot, sometimes two times a day. But she could tell that with my physical activity and what I said, how I said I was eating, how much I said I was eating, that I should have probably been dropping a little bit more weight. Now, I was dropping some, but based on my level of activity, and how I told her I was eating, she knew that I should have been dropping a little more. So she kept talking about the Weight Watchers app. She brought this app up probably three to four times a week. And she'd be like, I recommend you um, get the Weight Watchers app. Did you get the app? Oh, no, I didn't get the app yet. Oh, but my eating has been good. Like, oh, man, I've improved so much. Every time she talked about the Weight Watchers app, I would talk about how I didn't need the app. I was, you know 
keeping track of what I was eating in my head and I did it before and I'm just going through the same process, this, that, or other, this, that, and the other. So one day in the locker room, she came up to me and she just looked so stressed out and I love my swim coach, but she just looked so stressed out and she's like, Star, I think you should really strongly consider using the Weight Watchers app. She was so solemn when she said it. Like, I I just said, okay, fine, I'll do it. So that when I went home that evening, I downloaded the app and I, you know, used it. And it was... Put my food, because y'all don't cook a lot. I eat out, I eat healthy, but, you know, I'll buy fruit out or, you know, lean meat. Um, I'll go to Subway. I eat out a lot. Told y'all about that schedule. Cooking is way at the bottom of the list. But um, I started putting stuff in the app. Um, I started really understanding my eating habits. It started making me accountable a lot of times. And it was junk food that was too complicated to enter in the app. I didn't eat it. And after about three days, I really started liking the, the Weight Watchers app. I started liking recording my food. And now I love it. But not only that, I've been so successful in my weight loss in just the past, let's say six weeks since I've been recording. Why? Because documentation beats conversation. I was able to see it in writing, just like a financial budget. Um, basically, I was using a food a food budget that made me want to be that made me more accountable. That made me want to work harder. It started getting exciting seeing where I was saving a couple points here, a couple points there. Plus, I was loving. I'm loving the results and the same thing applies to this budget and I was telling the Shonda I said oh wow I didn't you know I'm the one that came up with this revelation but at first I didn't see it that way because I thought that I can just do everything in my head and that wasn't going to get me where I needed to go first of all Not only did my financial coach request a budget of me so she can help me, but the lender did not even want to meet with me until they saw a budget. That was a requirement. They couldn't even move forward. So I had a lot of major reasons of why I should have completed it. But like I said, I was a, a chronic avoider chronic avoider, chronic procrastinator, chronic someone who buries her head in the sand. Crazy. So that's why I'm calling this wealth by drowning because I'm learning that I will never be wealthy. I will never reach my financial goals, um, have the legacy that I want to have, live the lifestyle that I want to have until I get real and drown all my excuses, all of them. Like this success thing, it's multifaceted. Um, If you want to be successful in weight loss, you have to be successful in finances. If you want to be successful in finances, you have to be successful in relationships. If you want to be successful with relationships, you have to be successful in the relationship that you have with yourself and your family. I mean, everything in this life is attached 
everything feeds off of the other. And by not having my financial affairs in a place that I know that they could be, or not only could be, but should be, I wasn't whole in other areas of my life. An, an avoider, just like I was an avoider with the eating, I was an avoider with the finances. I'm uncovering being a avoider in relationships. Like everything is is intertwined. And um, yes, I just realized that no matter how painful the facts are or how bad the news is, that I, I can get through it, but I can't get through it until I face it. I have to stop avoiding. I have to drown my, my fears, drown my excuses. So I'm meeting. I usually meet with my financial coach once a month, um, but we're actually meeting back to back this time because I'm going I am going to do this budget y'all hold me to it now hold me to it I I meet with her on Wednesday my goal is to work on the budget um on Monday I'm, I want to give myself a couple days because I can get a little uh. <laughs> so my goal is to work on the budget tomorrow during my lunch break as well as tomorrow after work and if need be Tuesday during my lunch break and Tuesday after work um you know it's not a complicated process I have you know all of my bank accounts um you know I have the apps and I have online access which is all I really need plus with my online access I can see exactly what I'm spending but anyway I'm gonna take this time to sit down do this budget um, I'm going to do it with a good attitude. I'm going to do it with expectancy of good news. And I'm going to meet with my advisor on Wednesday. And when I meet with my advisor on Wednesday, I know it's going to be a, a much more lighthearted, fun meeting. Because it's one thing that I've been avoiding for all my life, really. But definitely recently, I'm going to have tackled. And y'all know it's always a good feeling when you tackle or something like the dishes that's in my house right now <laughs> I need to tackle those the pile of clothes that needs to be folded up and put away I need to tackle those but before I tackle those I'm going to tackle this budget and once I tackle this budget I'm going to start tackling every single thing that I need to tackle to meet my goals all of my goals because this avoidance stuff it's not serving me well it has to go so the takeaway from this tonight show guys I know so many people out there relate to what I'm saying because I talk to the general public um, about fixing their credit and launching their businesses and a lot of people tell me this and if you're if you can relate I know that it can be daunting to just start, to just start, but you have to. So if you don't have a budget, I said, I'm, I want to start doing the shows and leaving homework, uh, not just throwing 
information at you guys. But every interaction that you guys have with me, I want you to be left with a call to action because you documentation beats conversation. You have to measure success. You have to map it out. So guys, just like I'm about to tackle this budget, you guys, if you don't have one, please get a budget, work on your budget. Um, There's a lot of free budget apps out there, Um, a lot of things online. If you type it into Google, so many things will come up. But look at what you're bringing in. Look at what you're um, spending out. Look at what your debt to income ratio it is. What what your debt to income ratio is. Look at this stuff. Put it in writing, black and white. Have it in front of you, because when you don't have your goals in front of you, it's highly unlikely that you're going to accomplish them. So we're in this thing together, guys. Wealth by drowning. And what are we drowning? Avoidance, excuses, procrastination, putting our head in the sand, giving up when we feel discouraged. We avoid all of that. I mean, I'm sorry, we're drowning all of that, okay? So that's it for tonight's uh, tonight's show, guys. I hope you enjoyed. I cannot wait to circle back around to you guys with um, everything that um, I've uncovered um, because, I, like I said, I'll be meeting with my financial coach on Wednesday. But, ooh, but one cool thing, one cool thing that I'm so proud of. So I told you guys that I had started investing in the stock market. Um, and I want to talk more about that in the future, too, because I know a lot of people have questions about it. And um, now that I'm doing it, I, I understand so much more. But anyway, I got paid my first dividend. Now, mind you, it was small. I'm not rich yet. But basically, for just letting my stocks, well, buying the stocks and letting them sit for, what, two months, I made a profit. (laughs) So the stocks are, you know, a long-term goal of mine. Um, So I'm not spending a a dividend. I'm just going to buy more stocks with it. But it was exciting because that is true passive income. And that's how you create wealth. So that was really cool. But thank you guys for tuning in. Um, And if you have any questions about anything that I've discussed, you can always hit me up on my social media accounts. The Star Washington with two R's on Instagram. I'm Star Washington with Star with two R's on Facebook. Um, And my number is 386-383-6968. Draw your excuses, guys. Have a great night.